Time now for Kings Talk. Oh, it's sported between the pads. Where you, the listeners, call in with your comments and questions after every Kings game. Tell us what's on your mind. Call us at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. We'll also take a look at the stars of the game, game highlights, and the out-of-town scoreboard. It's time for Kings Talk, right here on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is Kings Talk. Let's start off by taking a look at the three stars of the game as your L.A. Kings defeat the Minnesota Wild by an unbelievable score, frankly, of 7-3 to three in Minnesota. Your first star of the night, Pierre-Luc Dubois with two goals, his second and third of the night. Second star, Kevin Fiala picking up two assists. And then your third star, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, with one goal and a minus two in 20 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time. I know he led Minnesota or tied for the lead uh, for Minnesota for shots on goal, uh, but just a one point minus two. Meanwhile, poor old Adrian Kempe up there with a goal and an assist and a plus two on the night, not making your three stars of the night. The LA Kings killed all four power plays for Minnesota. Didn't get a single one for them tonight. Uh, calling 877 Kings 20. That's 877 Kings 20. Got a lot of calls last game. Uh, this game, uh, a wider margin of victory than uh, than the Tuesday night game against the Winnipeg Jets. This Kings team, I mean, is it on a roll? Is it is it going to ever stop? I they scored five goals in back-to-back games. Then tonight, I wondered if they'd be able to score five goals again. They beat me by two. They scored seven goals against Minnesota. I don't know about you guys, but I remember when a Kings-Minnesota game was guaranteed boring. Um, we would, you know, sort of mark it on the calendar every year. Oh, boy, here comes Kings Wild. It's going to be a snooze fest. Tonight, not a snooze fest at all. Uh, first period, six goals in the first period, four for your LA Kings, two for Minnesota. Uh, one of them, uh, the LA Kings challenged the second goal that Minnesota scored. They lost that challenge. They wound up going on the penalty kill because of lo- that challenge lost. Killed that penalty. And then late in the first period, goals from uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Two goals in, what was it, 14 seconds, I think, from Pierre-Luc Dubois. And one from Vladislav Gavrikov. All four lines scoring tonight. Carl uh, Grundstrom starting off. Then uh, one from Gavrikov uh, coming with the top line. On the ice, Joseph from Tahunga is calling in, wants to give us his player of the game. Joseph, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Good to hear from you again, Jesse. And, uh, yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois is the player of the game. I mean, back-to-back goals in, what, 14 seconds? That's just that's ludicrous, <laughs> right? That's silly. It was. Now, uh, in Marc-Andre Fleury's defense, the first goal off of Pierre-Luc Dubois' stick was, was an a wacky goal. I won't call it lucky, but uh, it was uh, unconventional. What did you think of the play of uh, Mark Andre Fleury's counterpart, Cam Talbot? There, Joseph. His last second save in the second period, I think, really locked it down for us. I think it gave us a lot of confidence going into the third. I think it really deflated the Wild. I think, like. <laughs> That, that's what kept us in, and it got us going into the third with a lot of momentum. You're not wrong, Joseph. Uh, again, it wasn't as dominant a performance as Tuesday night, but I think the timeliness of his saves were just as important, allowing that third one once the game was already really out of hand. Cam Talbot stopping 29 of 32 shots. Uh, Joseph, did you have a play of the game? 
play of the game aside aside from that uh that that it was it that was the last minute save that that was it that without that i would have been <laughs> a lot more scared going into the third but with that it's like oh, okay we got this this is our game now well it certainly was their game the la kings winning seven to three over minnesota joseph thank you for your call grant from idaho all the way from idaho i'd love to know how you're a kings fan uh, grant are you there I am here, yes. Grant, you uh, wanted to talk about the penalty kill. Uh, yes. they. Uh, I noticed uh, as I was looking over the uh, statistics this year, because now that we're, we've moved Idaho, it's a lot tougher to watch the games now. But the uh, penalty kill last year finished at 76%, and they're over 90% this year. Yeah, much and improved. I noticed that they have uh, improved quite a bit, and they killed, I think, four more penalties tonight. They're not sitting back in the zone anymore. They're attacking the puck, and they're they won it out of the uh, out of the zone. They've cut down on their second chance off thirty two. The offensive game. They identified it as a summer project at the end of last season, Grant. And I don't want to reveal too much. Um, of what we've sort of learned by being around the team about the penalty kill. But when they said it was yeah. a summer project, it was a summer project. Multiple departments uh, went to work on it. It wasn't just the coaching staff. They definitely asked the analytics department to help it to uh, chip in. And uh, we're seeing the results on the ice grant. Did you have a, a play of the game or a player of the game you wanted to identify? Um, one person that I have noticed, and he hasn't been allowed in very long because he came over from Columbus, but Pierre Lutubois has made a major early impression for this team. I really wasn't sure how he was going to contribute because I know he's got some on-ice history, but I think with his ability to communicate and be able to get that help get the puck out, he's really going to help that line. I mean, he is he is making an impact so far. Obviously, two goals tonight. Grant, thank you for calling, and thanks for listening all the way from Idaho. Pierre-Luc Dubois absolutely having an impact, and that penalty kill, as Grant said, much improved this year. I'm trying to sort of pull up the uh, the stats on the season. It's only four games, so hard to tell exactly how effective it will be all year long. But the LA Kings, through three games at least, a penalty kill of 90%, and uh, obviously four for four tonight, that'll boost that percentage. Uh, no power plays tonight for the Kings, so no opportunity to boost that. But Kevin Fiala against his former team, uh, two assists tonight, and uh, listen, we like Brock Faber. We think he's a good kid, but uh, it was nice to see him left off of the uh, score sheet. Obviously, a defenseman not likely to score a ton of goals, but Brock Faber, a minus one uh, in tonight's game. Going back to those goals that were scored, I mentioned earlier that the uh, scoring was started off by Carl Grundstrom. It started off the entire game in the first period. Dewar with Pat Maroon and Duhame. And uh, those that have been following Minnesota first week and a half of the season say this has been, night after night, their best line. Here's Grundstrom a chance, and he scores! Carl Grundstrom beats Fleury on the short side. The shot from the top of the right circle. The Kings with an early lead. And the Kings would take that lead. Uh, Minnesota would wind scoring uh, two goals, one that was uh, challenged, but uh, the Kings lost. That challenge resulted in a penalty. Kings pill killed that penalty, and a few moments later, later in the first period, with the first line out on the ice, Kopitar, Kempe, and uh, Byfield, Vlad- Vladislav, almost called him Vladimir again, geez, Vladislav Gavrikov scored to make it 2-2. Kopitar's line back out, and off the draw, tipped to Kempe, a shot through traffic, block, loose, score! 
Deflected in front. I think Byfield was there. Gavrikov was there. I think it will be Gavrikov. The goal was Vladislav Gavrikov's, and then the rest of the first period was sort of a back-and-forth battle. Not a lot of scoring chances in that first period. Uh, Minnesota controlling nine scoring chances to five. But late, late, late in the first period, after killing another penalty, the LA Kings got uh, one of the stranger goals I've ever seen uh, ruled to be off the stick of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Fiala rims it around. Gavrikov couldn't stop it. Faber on the right wing boards. Sends it back in down low. Picked up by Fiala, who clears it up the right wing boards. A foot race. After it, Dubois to the net. Dubois scores! P.L. Dubois with just under a minute to play. That's goals in two straight for the newest King. And the Kings are up 3-2. Well, win those battles. Loose puck battles. Uh, that goal was ruled a goal after a long deliberation. Uh, Minnesota very upset about it. Uh, the coach behind the bench throwing his arms up, looking very, very upset, very confused. We heard from Zach Dooley in the first intermission. Wasn't obvious to those in the building why that goal counted, but on TV you could see the replay. Pierre-Luc Dubois' stick did, in fact, touch the puck and redirect it after it went off of his skate. Just a few minutes later, off of the next uh, face-off. It looked like goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury was acting out in frustration. I don't want to put uh, thoughts in his head or, or speak for him, but an odd uh, decision to uh, one-handed swipe the puck up the boards, a turnover, and Pierre-Luc Dubois got his second goal of the period. There's rose-colored glasses and there's green-colored glasses. There's ugly goals and there's pretty goals. <laughs> well, a... Pretty eventful first period coming to a close. Turnover, Dubois shoots and scores! A rim around by the Wild, tipped into the middle of the ice. Dubois with another goal. 4-2 L.A. I'm changing it up, Daryl. I'm calling 9-8 now. Well, it wasn't 9-8. It was 7-3, but that second goal from Pierre-Luc Dubois gave the Kings a 4-2 lead near the end of the first period. Six total goals coming in that first period. Call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. I want to know who your player of the game was. I want to know who your play of the game was. I want to know what you think about this L.A. Kings team. Now 2-1-1, scoring well over four goals uh, a game in the early season. Almost five goals a game, frankly. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll hear the rest of the highlights. You're listening to Kings Talk on the L.A. Kings Audio Network here on iHeartRadio. This is Kings Talk, your post-game reaction to L.A. Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is L.A. Kings game night. Taking your questions, calls, and comments. 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. Mikey from Crypto.com Arena, are you there? I am, Jesse. First time caller, long time listener, loving the post game shows. So thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. For those who don't recognize the voice, uh, this is Mikey Alexander uh, in arena host for your LA Kings. Mikey, did you watch the game tonight? I certainly did. And I was going to, when I wanted to call in, I know you're much more stats than I am, but I looked back and this offense looks, I mean, I, I know it's early, Jesse, but this is a great, exciting offense. And last year it took us, I think 16 games to get two games above 500. We always teeter around like that plus minus goal ratio of zero to one. And now I feel like 
I was going to ask you, do you think it's just PLD or is it the team just clicking better than they did last year? Because this offense is so explosive and it's so much fun to watch. I, I don't think it can be only PLD. Um, two goals from the top line tonight, two goals from Pierre-Luc Dubois, one goal from Trevor Moore from uh, Phil Deneau's line, and one goal from Carl Grundstrom. Carl Grundstrom is off to a hot start. Trevor Moore is off to a hot start. And Adrian Kempe, who scored, what, five goals in the preseason, hasn't even really started yet. He got an empty netter tonight. I'm not sure that we want to pat him on the back too hard for that, although they all count. Seven goals tonight. Has, has Fiala even gotten a goal yet? No, but what, six assists, yeah, so, I, I think, mean, so far? Think about that. We we have, I think, two or three or four players that haven't, haven't even gotten a goal yet. And this just shows, shows how explosive our offense is. And I'm just so excited for this team. It was such a fun Great performance, and I think Talbot really calmed a lot of the Kings fans' nerves down because goaltending's always been a question, but I think he's, the last two games have shown that he can be a rock-steady goaltender for us. So with three games in a row scoring more, five goals or more, five goals against um, uh, Carolina, five goals against Winnipeg, seven goals against Minnesota, how are you excited for Saturday's game against Boston? I am so excited for a couple reasons. One, I think most importantly, I think Andre Kopitar is going to set the all-time Kings game record yep. for games played, I think. So that, to me, is just – that that man is just a legend. I think he goes so under the radar with a lot of Kings fans because he's kind of quiet. But to do the things that he does through his career. So I think, number one, I'm excited. And the Bruins always bring a lot of uh, competitiveness. So that's going to be a really good game. And if we can beat the Bruins, I think that's going to be a great statement game. So I can't wait for it. Well, Mikey, I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you uh, shining your light on this conversation, as you always do. Uh, You're the best in the business, buddy. I just saw the T-shirts. You do the best and the rest, (laughs) and I'll see you on Saturday. (laughs) Thanks, Mikey. Paul from L.A., are you there? Hey, thanks, Jesse. How are you doing? Thank you, Paul. I'm good. You know, I've noticed the last few years, it seems like the Kings always start off a little shaky, and then they have some like a road trip, and they seem to put it together. I don't know if you've noticed that too, and if you think it's some kind of like bonding on the road thing and less distractions and all that. Uh, certainly, the coaching staff and the players have commented that going on the road offers them an opportunity to do that. I kind of thought the Australia trip would get that out of the way. You know, they they went down mm-hmm. to Australia for whatever it was, ten days. A lot of them didn't play as soon as they came That's back. Right. But then once they came back, everything seemed to be clicking well, right? We mentioned Adrian Kempe, five goals. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kevin Fiala looked good. And then, yeah, the first, the first, I think Todd McClellan said it uh, at practice yesterday or after the game on Tuesday, there was a, a an obvious shift between the first seven periods of the year and the eighth mm. and ninth period of the year, which were the second and third period against Winnipeg. And then we saw it continuing yeah. here tonight just I, I don't want to say dominant because they got out you know they were outplayed for stretches but the offense has been unbelievable um what it do you has, think yeah. as far as uh, how they look now oh they're they're looking great the, the way the offense is clicking it's seeing the uh how Dubois really drives it with Fiala is pretty impressive and not even that but Trevor Moore now getting you know getting old Trevor Moore back uh, whatever mm. old Trevor Moore is, he's been on the team for a few years. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like how they're driving the offense. And uh, I, like against Winnipeg, they looked really dominant. Um, not as dominant tonight, but you know, still they to put up seven goals. I know a couple empty netters, but they're looking great. I'm really liking how how it's clicking and how they're moving. The nice thing also, Paul, is that they they put up seven in a game where you can point to obvious um, shortcomings. Right, you know, Pierre Luc Dubois was yeah. one for fourteen in the face-off dot. That's not 
great. The team lost the expected goals battle for whatever that's worth. Um, you know, there there were shifts and there were moments where mistakes were made and the team did not look flawless. You know, they were out, uh, I'm trying to see what the final shots on goal were. I think it was 28-24. <clears throat> um, Corsi opportunities, 46 and 45. So, I mean, this team was not perfect. It was not flawless. It was not dominant. And yet they still come away scoring five goals or more in a third game in a row. And to win, you know, you bring that up because there's so many times I'd be frustrated where the Kings would outshoot the opponent by like, it seemed like 20 shots, but they'd lose. Yes. Like, I can't tell you how many games where it felt like, oh, Kings 45 shots, but they right. lost like three to two. And it's like against Martin Jones or like some goalie you wouldn't <laughs> expect. And so now that they're on the other side of it, it, it feels pretty darn good. It does. It does. It's early, so we're trying not to get too high, but yes. uh, certainly a strong stretch of performances. Paul, thank you so much for calling in. Jacob from Costa Mesa wants to weigh in on the player of the game. Jacob, are you there? Yes, Jesse, how are you doing tonight? Excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Really excited about the win. Uh, I got to say, player of the game for me has to be Cam Talbot. I was Mm -hmm. real impressed with some of the saves. Some of the saves he made. Uh, Obviously, you know, letting in three, uh, it's, perfectly fine it's totally acceptable especially if our offense i mean we talked a lot about the offense tonight and how good they've been and i I think we've come to expect that with the firepower but talbot totally did his job against a team that kind of cast him aside a few years back and he really got his chance to show that he's still relevant and i think we got to think of him as the the 1a going forward you know, there's that uh, quote from, I think it's attributed to Mark Twain, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And on a night like tonight where Cam Talbot stops 29 of 32 shots for just a 906 save percentage, it really wasn't about the numbers, right? It was about the timeliness of those saves. You know, he, he, he really kept him in the game at times. It feels like you agree. Totally. I mean, the, the second period where no goals were scored, there were some, some dangerous chances coming through and, he really stood stood strong and, uh, I mean, kept kept the lead intact. And it was, uh, I think, very positive going forward and, and going into a strong third period where we could really, you know, pull, pull away and, and uh, set ourselves apart. And I, credit to the coaching staff as well, because from in between game one and game two, I, I can't remember when, Todd McClellan said it didn't matter if Cam Talbot got a 60-save shutout in game one. Phoenix Copley was going in game two. I honestly thought, uh, coming out of the game against Winnipeg that they would put Phoenix Copley back in net tonight to go with that rotation. We saw them do it last year. I just was sort of bracing for it. But Cam Talbot had a strong performance Tuesday night against the Winnipeg Jets. He comes in tonight, gets his second win in a Kings jersey, second win of the year, 7-3 to three win for the Kings. I, again, I'll be real curious to see uh, if Cam Talbot gets the start against Boston. Jacob, before I let you go, would you start Cam Talbot against the Boston Bruins on Saturday night at home? I I think with the you know with where Talbot is in his career, it's going to be real important to give him rest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to do it this Saturday with with Copley. Uh, and you know, don't get me wrong, I love Phoenix Copley, and I really appreciate everything he did for us last season. Um, really kind of shoring up the goaltending position. Um, but you know, there's something to be said about somebody going on a hot streak and and doing some good things in net. And uh, you know, obviously, we'll keep him healthy, but. But, yeah, he's he's the goalie that I think we want to see uh, going forward. Well, we will find out on Saturday night who gets the start. Jacob, thank you so much for calling. 
listening to King's Talk, 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. Let us know your play of the game, player of the game, questions, comments on all things LA Kings. We're going to take a break night right now. When we come back, we'll hear the rest of those highlights. Hopefully take some more calls. You're listening to King's Talk on the LA Kings Audio Network here on iHeartRadio. This is King's Talk, your post-game reaction to LA Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is Kings Talk, coming to you live from El Segundo, California. Your LA Kings scored seven goals en route to defeating the Minnesota Wild 7-3. We're taking your calls and comments till about 8.30, so if you want to get in on the show, now's your chance. 877-KINGS-20-877. All tonight, he'll give others a chance. Player of the game for him, Kevin Fiala, was all over the ice. Uh, and his play of the game, Cam Talbot, save at the end of the first to keep it 4-2. to two. I think it was in the third period for me there was a play. The Kings turned the puck over in the corner just off to the side of Cam Talbot. He made a real quick glove save. Then a few moments later made another save uh, with, with Minnesota buzzing. Um, I'm going to go ahead, though, for the play of the game for me. I'm going to go with the goal off of Trevor Moore's stick uh, early in the third period. No goals in the second period, 4-2 to two lead. And it was a situation where if Minnesota scores in the third period, early in the third period, or anywhere in the third period, then it's 4-3. to three, And all of a sudden it's a different game. But Trevor Moore scores uh, a beauty of a goal. Jim Fox did an excellent job breaking it down. Um, from Kaliev in England, uh, England's first assist of the year, 10 minutes, 13 seconds of the third period to give the Kings a 5-2 to two lead. And really at that point put the game out of reach for Minnesota. Um, Trevor Moore, uh, an outstanding goal, an outstanding season so far, the fourth of the year from Trevor Moore. And for me, player of the game, uh, Matt Roy led the team in ice time. Um, four minutes and 19 seconds shorthanded. For Matt Roy, 24 minutes, 13 seconds. That's uh, seven seconds more than Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty almost always leads your LA Kings in ice time. So for Matt Roy to go ahead and lead the team uh, in ice time, he's going to earn my player of the game. And again, that goal from Trevor Moore uh, with 10 minutes, 13 seconds gone in the third, that is my play of the game. And off the draw. Shot taken by England is blocked. Kind of a strange puck drop there on that faceoff. Yeah, normally they blow that type of play yeah. down. Kaliev leaving it in front and a chance and a goal! Trevor Moore! The red-hot Trevor Moore, his fourth goal of the young season. 5-2 L.A. 5-2 L.A. off of the stick of Trevor Moore, an assist from Arthur Kaliev. And Phil Deneau talked about Arthur Kaliev, the new addition to his line with Trevor Moore. RV knows he has to be involved in the play, uh, like RV was. They're obviously different players, but uh, you know how to score. You know, he finds those area, and uh, he's not afraid to get in a dirty area as well. You know, he's not just waiting. And I think he's had his best game when he goes in front of the net and he takes those loose spots like he was yesterday. Uh, starting the D zone, flip it, he went, he beat his D man, and he scored. So he's doing the right things, and hopefully he can do it uh, every game. You're listening to Kings Talk on the LA Kings Audio Network. Call in 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. You've got about 10 minutes left 
to get your player of the game or play of the game into me. That was Phil Deneau talking about Arthur Kaliev. He assisted on Trevor Moore's goal to make it 5-2. to two. Minnesota would score to make it 5-3. to three. And then Adrian Kempe, he of the five preseason goals and 40 goals last year, scored into the open net to make it 6-3. to three. To Johansson on a shoot-in. Gabrikov clears it around. Knocked down by Johansson. For Zuccarello, feeds it behind the net. It's in front on a deflection, but Erickson couldn't tee it up. Empty net shot and a goal. Adrian Kempe, his first of the season. Now, we hope Adrian Kempe scores uh, more than just empty netters this year. 40 this last year, 35 the year before that, 5 in the preseason. We talked to Adrian Kempe in the preseason about whether or not he believes that momentum can transfer over. He talked about his comfort level. We've heard uh, the team's broadcasting crew talk about the change in his game, the the fact that he realizes uh, it is his job to shoot the puck, that he has looked to to score goals. We hope that that continues this year. The Kings weren't done, though. Minnesota still with the goalie pulled, and Minnesota native Blake Lazat scored into the empty net to make it 7-3, to your L.A. Kings. Here is Eric Sinek in on right wing, along the right wing boards, looks for a play, being hounded, got it in deep, Kaprizov shoots, save is made. Kaprizov, a great look, maybe his best of the night, and now an empty net shot, score! Blake Lazat from deep in his own ice. So the Kings two for two with the empty net. Two for two with the empty net and four for four on the penalty kill. The penalty kill identified as a summer project by the coaching staff. And as I said, uh, apologies, I don't recall which caller it was that brought it up. But as I said just a moment ago on the uh, show, the organization really threw themselves behind the penalty kill. It wasn't just the coaching staff. It wasn't just the players. Um, everybody got behind it. It really was a, an organizational focus. And uh, Phil Deneau was asked about the early success of the penalty kill heading into this game, a 90% success rate, 90.9, I think, percent success rate. Phil Deneau, known for his defensive acumen, was asked about the success of the penalty kill. Uh, we felt comfortable and um, like, uh, just like uh, proud to play that system. And, uh, you know, you have to be proud to, to kill penalties. It's got to be like a specialty and... Uh, that's how you gotta win. You can win games, a lot of games like that, and, and you score one on power play. So you have the advantage. Uh, but like those special units are very important. We saw it in playoff last year. Ninety-three point three percent after four games is the Kings' penalty kill. That number has been updated. Um, net penalty kill, a hundred percent. The shorthanded goals, um, you know, turn that in the Kings' favor. So the LA Kings' summer project so far through four games getting an A+. plus. It's early. It's very, very early. And uh, the power play just clicking at 17.7. That's down from last year's success rate. So not a perfect four games by any stretch of the imagination. Two, one, and one are your LA Kings. But a points percentage of 625 puts them 11th in the league. Again, very early. No reason to even track these numbers yet. But Trevor Moore uh, with four goals on the year. Pierre-Luc Dubois with three we haven't really seen uh, an explosion of scoring yet from any uh, of the top line players. Adrian Kempe with his first goal of the year tonight. Quentin Byfield getting one on opening night. Now, Vlad- Vladislav Gavrikov did score with that line on the ice tonight. I misspoke earlier when I was uh, calling out the shots on goal. I was looking at the even strength shots on goal. Uh, all strengths, 
Minnesota 32, LA Kings 27. But as we said, Minnesota scoreless on the power play. Cam Talbot making, uh, actually, I'm not even sure. No, making four, excuse me, four saves on the power play. Cam Talbot, uh, again, a tremendous night from Cam Talbot. 29 of 32 saves, 906 save percentage. But the timing of some of those saves, people, a couple of people mentioned that save at the end of the second period. We're going to wrap it up soon. So if you want to get your calls in, 877-KINGS-20, 877-KINGS-20. You've got a couple minutes left. Um, we are just going to sort of tick off some final numbers. I noticed uh, in the uh, game that the Kings were, I don't know, shuffling, maybe not quite the right word, but every now and then the defensive pairings would get a little bit blended. Uh, Matt Roy and Gavrikov playing 14 minutes, 48 seconds together, but Gavrikov played four minutes, 34 seconds with Jordan Spence. Now, some of that could be due to special teams play, but I looked at when those uh, pairs got jumbled and it wasn't always immediately following uh, special teams play near the end of the second period is when uh, the Gavrikov Spence pairing caught my eye. So that pair got uh, a little bit jumbled when the team comes back. Uh, we will ask Todd McClellan about that. Maybe on Saturday morning, drew Dowdy, 17 minutes, 40 seconds with Mikey Anderson. No surprise there. Two minutes, 22 seconds with Andreas England and uh, Jordan Spence, as we said, um, five minutes, 33 seconds with England, four minutes, 34 seconds with Vladislav Gavrikov. So almost as much time, maybe a minute less with Gavrikov than with England was Jordan Spence. Um, in a game that the Kings had a two goal lead in most of the way after one. So not sure if the coaching staff was looking for a specific impact defensively or offensively, not sure if they were just trying to get some players more minutes Maybe they just wanted to take advantage of a lead and try some things out. Daryl Sutter always used to talk about the importance of experimentation during the regular season so that in crunch time, you knew what you had in your bag. You knew which clubs you could go to. Uh, that is going to do it for Kings Talk here tonight. LA Kings Hockey returns to iHeartRadio Saturday night when your LA Kings take on the Boston Bruins at Crypto.com Arena, where, assuming he's in the lineup, and I can't imagine why he wouldn't be, Captain Andre Kopitar will break the record for most games played as an LA King. Pre-game show begins at 7 p.m. Pacific here on the LA Kings Audio Network. Final score tonight, your LA Kings 7, the Minnesota Wild 3. You've been listening to LA Kings Hockey. So for Nick Nixon, Jim Fox, Daryl Evans, Joseph, Grant, Mikey, Paul, Jacob, and our network producer, Jeff, I'm Jesse Cohen. Have a wonderful evening, Kings fans. We'll see you next time. Listening to Kings Talk along the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Follow the Kings all season long wherever you are. Downloading with the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Download the iHeart app for free and join us next time for the excitement of LA Kings hockey.